something that we have to look at on a year-by-year basis and say, okay, how much risk do you really want to take and how much risk do you really need? Make sure you're comfortable with it because if you're stressing about it and keeping you up at night, that's not really the type of retirement you want. So we want to make sure that it's something that you're comfortable with. It's time to retire with confidence. Welcome to Unlocking Your Financial Future with financial advisor Ben Schrock. Well, it's a mailbag edition of Unlocking Your Financial Future. We're going to run through a handful of questions that have come in to the show. And again, you can always send them in to us at bashrock-fg.com or you can call BA Schrock Financial Group directly. Ask them that way if you prefer, 330-473-1060. But we have a wide range of topics today we're going to get into. And I think you'll get some uh, some great information and some value out of this episode. But let me welcome in my host and co-host, Ben Schrock. He is the owner and financial advisor at BA Schrock Financial Group. And Ben, it's good to talk to you again, getting ready for the holidays as this episode uh, comes out. You guys have any any special traditions or any big plans this year that you uh, you have on the books right now? Yeah, nothing crazy. I mean, we traditionally go to um, my parents' house on on Thanksgiving. Uh, we do like a lunch. Uh, and again, with COVID, we don't really know what's going on yet. So, um, if people are gonna feel comfortable going, but I'm you know, I'm one of five kids, and most of our my siblings are married or have uh, significant others, and there's five grand grandsons now. So it's a little bit chaotic um, at, at their house. And then we uh, tend to go over to my in laws, Caitlin's parents, either the next day or, or that night, and it's a lot smaller atmosphere, so we can actually relax. And that's where the, all the the football watching is is done because <laughs> I can actually hear the TV and, and sit down and relax a little bit. Um, but yeah, it, those are the, usually our two stops. We eat too much and, and go home and, and recover and, and shop the next day. So that's about it. Probably not much shopping to do this year, I would guess, no. in person at least. I don't know how that's going to go down, but it seems like it'll definitely be scaled back. Yeah, probably back to Amazon and everything online. Yeah, that's how we've been living for about six to eight months right now uh, for the most part. But um, this will be a, definitely a unique holiday season for people. But I hope you all stay safe and healthy as we kind of move into that season. But today... We want to get into your questions, answer the things that are on your mind. So we dive into the mailbag and pull out, um, we've got, I think, six questions to get to today. And these cover a, a wide range, anything that's on your mind in terms of uh, financial planning, retirement planning, whatever it is, you, we encourage you to send it in to us and we'll do our best to answer them, or Ben will, at least, uh, based on the information you provide for us. So again, you can send them in to us, bashrock-fg.com. Let's lead off with David. says, my father-in-law recently passed away and left us some money we weren't expecting. We don't need it and want to give it to our son who could really use it. But I'm nervous that he'll just blow it on a Camaro and that will be the end of it. <laughs> Do you have any suggestions for how to handle the situation? Yeah, good question. I mean, it, it's something where you never really want to tell your kids what they have to do, especially when it comes to money. And, and, um, and when you're in a situation like this, I think, it, you know, this time of the year always is a great time to have those conversations because you're, you're usually home together with the, around the holidays and, um, you got, you know, nothing else really to do to sit around and eat and, and, and chat. So. I think it's fun to have those conversations with my family at that time to say, okay. And I think your, your son would, would understand or say, you know, listen, you know, your grandpa, I'm assuming it's his grandfather, hey, passed away and, and, and left us some money. We want to give you some of that. But your grandpa was a financially responsible individual. And it would mean a lot to him to, you know, put this down on a first house or save for something, save for your college, you know, explain to him how important that money would be for grandpa to see him spend it that way, you know, not to just go blow it on a Camaro because ultimately you can't control it. Once you give it to him, you know, it's up to them, but state the importance of that. So this is grandpa's money, not mine, not yours. This was your grandfather's. He worked his tail off to get this money and it would, 
he would be very happy to understand or see you invest this for the future or do something very specific and then let him make that decision. So almost kind of, you know, push him in that direction to say, this is, you know, how grandpa would be happy for you to do this. But ultimately, once they get it, they can do whatever they want with it. So mm-hmm. that, that might help him a little bit, honestly. Yeah, thanks for that question, David, and appreciate you thinking about that and trying to figure out the best way to handle that uh, that opportunity to maybe teach a lesson or put your uh, your child in a great position go moving uh, forward in life. So thanks again for that question. Sally uh, wrote us. She said, I just heard that I can get half of my ex-husband's Social Security benefit. Is that true? Can I really take half of it away from him? <laughs> yeah, you might not get too excited with this answer. Um, you, you can't take it from him. Um, so be, be, and when we talk about this topic a lot, because we advise a lot on Social Security, that's the most common mistake people take away from it when they have an ex-spouse. They say, oh my God, yes, I can get half of his or half of hers. They get all excited and we squash their dreams and say, no, 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 you're not <laughs> taking it from them. Um, and in fact, most of the times they don't even know you're, you're drawing off of them. But um, to answer your question, Sally, it, it, there's a lot of factors that are going to go into play here. A lot of it depending on when your full retirement age is and things of that nature. But in essence, what we look at is say if your full retirement age, your benefit at full retirement age or your PIA, if that is less than 50% of your ex-spouses and you guys were married for more than 10 years, okay, you have to be divorced for two years and you have to remain unmarried. If those are all true, you can file off of your ex-spouse's Social Security record and collect up to 50% of his record while you're still both alive, okay? And I know that's a mouthful, so if you want me to go into a little bit more detail on the side, just shoot me a note and we can explain that. But um, it is a very intricate and, and delicate topic there, but you can do that. If half of his is going to be more than all of yours, you'll get a little bit of an increase on your benefit. So you can benefit from him, but you're not actually taking money out of his pocket. Correct. Right. Unfortunately, yeah, you don't get a one up on them or, or stab them on there, but yeah, it, it, you get a benefit from it. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, next question is from Elizabeth. She says, there's a section in my 401k statement showing that I can expect to create an income of about $4,000 per month from my current account balance. How reliable is that number and what are they basing it on? Yeah, that, that one's uh, brought up many conversations with us and, and clients or prospective clients because they have that expectation of uh, them being able to draw this number. And you know, when we actually get down to it, sometimes we say, yeah, no, that's not, that's a little bit too rich for our comfort level. Um, but basically, uh, if you look at the little disclaimer underneath the, that little statement, Elizabeth, they'll kind of look at what are they assuming in there? They're going to show you what their assumed interest rates are, what they're assuming you're contributing. Um, so assu- assuming your rate of return within that portfolio performance, essentially, assuming your contribution remains as is or at a certain level, and assuming the matching contributions continue as is. And even a step further, some of them will even say, here's what we're assuming your social security amount will be at full retirement age based on what you earned over the past so many years. So they're going to throw a lot of assumptions out there. Um, read those disclaimers before you start you know, banking on that number um, to see if there's some other working parts. Because again, like you know, they can always change it. Just like today, what we're seeing because of COVID, a lot of 401k companies have suspended, lowered, or, or you know, completely got rid of any matching contributions. So that right there would derail their assumption um, based on that. Or they're assuming your Social Security is a certain dollar amount, and that could be a little bit higher or lower. So that could change too. So a lot of different um, estimates or assumptions are being made. So we don't like to use that number or use that with any of our planning. It, but it is good for the average client to just get a good basis to say, oh, it's a good starting point. This is what I can look forward to or be pretty close to that number. So in my experience, most of the times they're pretty close to that number. Gotcha. And if you haven't had a chance, Elizabeth, our last episode, we did one all on 401k, frequently asked questions. So some good information there as well if you want to dive into your 401k a little bit deeper. Next question comes in from Earl. 
When I retire next spring, I'll have about 75 accrued sick days that they'll have to pay me for. Can I use that money to buy myself a new car as a retirement gift mm -hmm. or should I invest it? Yeah, there we go. Uh, depends on what car you're buying. Um, <laughs> so no, it, it's, uh, you know, every plan, again, every every HR uh, payroll is going to be a little bit different here. Now, again, if they're going to pay you all in one lump sum, be prepared for the taxes on that. Okay, so we're going to be taxed pretty high on that. But I would encourage you to try to do something different. So if there's a way we can defer that and meaning, okay, pop that into a 401k or a 403b deferred compensation type structure to where they defer that income into something where you're not taxed on it as it goes in. So you, you know, let's just use a hypothetical. If you get $20,000 from this accrued sick day, you can defer that all into like a 401k. Then you go buy your dream car, okay? If it makes sense financially, obviously, go buy your dream car. From that, take a little interest or a little note on it, okay? Interest rates are so low, car loans are gonna be pretty low. And then you use that 20,000 or whatever that number is to accelerate your payment and pay that thing off over maybe two years, two and a half years using minimum interest rates and see what you're gonna save on the tax savings. So that was what my back end would be, okay? If we're, you know, if my $20,000 number I'm getting, when I actually see it is only 12 because of taxes, and I do what Ben just suggested and, and, and defer that and then take it piece by piece out, what am I saving versus in taxes versus what am I paying in interest? And do kind of a cost analysis there to say, okay, this makes sense. Let's take that debt out and, and take the car loan out and pay that thing off. So real quick, easy, fun thing that you can do to, to try to look at the pros and cons of that. Nice. Thank you, Earl, for that question. A couple more we'll get to here on Unlocking Your Financial Future. The next one is from Ian. He says, my long-term care policy says it will pay out a, a maximum of $250,000 during my lifetime. Is that going to be enough coverage? Yeah, I mean, it uh, seems like a big number, but when we look at the average stay in a nursing home across the country and you look at your, you know, our state, I think we're pushing, you know, 60, 70, probably close to $80,000 a year um, and do that math and say, if you went in today, that's going to last you, you know, maybe three or four years. Again, that, that probably would be, I mean, the average stay in a nursing home, I think is around two and a half to three years, um, unless you get the, the Alzheimer dementia which could you know, drag that out another 10, 15, could be a long life in a nursing home. But in any case, it's going to depend on um, you know, other income that you got coming in, or is this a split policy for you and your spouse? Is this supposed to cover two lives, just one life? What's kind of the gist of this policy and this plan itself um, before we can really tell you if that's enough uh, coverage? Because we look at everything, all sources of income coming in, plus this and how long we can stretch that $250,000 benefit. And then we kind of index inflation in there as well to say, okay, you know, in today's world, it's, you know, 80 grand, you know, when he needs it in 20 years, it might be 110. So let's look at it that way too. Uh, yeah. And I encourage you to sit down and actually get that planned out with somebody that can then really dive in a professional that can help you with that and, and make sure you're comfortable with that number uh, before you go ahead and lock it in. Uh, last question is from Red says, I never worried too much about the market when I was working, but now that I'm retired, my stomach is a knots every time the Dow has a bad day. It's been a rough year for old Red, probably. <laughs> um, should I just move everything to cash so that I don't worry so much? Yeah, well, his, his stomach's probably knots today if he's listening um, <laughs> in real time because the market's pretty bad today, Red. But, um, no, I mean, it, it, that's a, that's extreme. You know, we don't want to jump to that that brash conclusion of, okay, this thing's, uh, it's market's tanking or I'm just anxious. But I also don't want to discount that and the fact that you are honest to say you don't have the, that appetite for risk. It tells us that maybe you just don't have the appetite for that much risk, okay? And let us look at it and say, okay, maybe you don't need any risk. Maybe you've saved enough to where you could put it under your mattress and draw you know, every dollar out you know, one month at a time and it's going to last you two lifetimes. It's hard to say. 
But, you know, let us set that expectation on the front end and say, okay, this is how much risk you really need to take. And then you would dictate to us to say, well, that's still too much. It makes me uneasy or uncomfortable. And we can kind of find that right fit. You know, we have a program that we talk a lot about called Riskalyze that does a great job of just that, of finding that risk comfort level for each individual client that we have. And we won't, you know, take more risk than you have to or uh, make you uncomfortable. But again, I think to jump all the way out of the market at this point in time, it's probably not the best idea. It's something that we have to look at on a year-by-year basis and say, okay, how much risk do you really want to take and how much risk do you really need? And then make sure you're comfortable with it because, again, if you're stressing about it and keeping you up at night, that's not really the type of retirement you want. So we want to make sure that it's something that you're comfortable with. Thanks for that question, Red. We appreciate it. And thanks to everyone who contributed to this episode of Unlocking Your Financial Future. We would love to have your questions. If you have anything else on your mind, you can send it in to us, bashrock-fg.com. That is the website. Just click on the contact link of the uh, top of the page. You'll be able to send it in to us. Plus, while you're there, you can check out any of our past episodes of Unlocking Your Financial Future. Every episode of the podcast is archived right there on the website, plus a lot of other resources. Just log on. You can schedule a call right there front of the front of the website if you haven't done so yet and want to talk to Ben a little bit further or have a question maybe that you don't want to send into the show, need a little more detailed info on, you can schedule a call right there front of the website. So thanks again for everyone that sent it in. And Ben, thanks for, uh, for answering it for us as always. And we'll talk to you again in a week. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc. and A.E. Wealth Management, LLC. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management and A.E. Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. BA Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. It is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice to designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation.